see change is inevitable. So it's never too late to make a difference as an individual. Because we got to do that to become better as a whole. All for one. And one for all. All right, it says we're live. Uh, one thing. So this isn't um, before I let the ladies take over. Uh, if you notice, there's only one beautiful beard here tonight. Our uh, other bearded brother, he's down, down with the sickness. He uh, He's sick right now, and um, he's not able to make it tonight, but we still wanted to give a, uh, to get, to give an episode tonight to do a live. Um, if you noticed, it was uh, called the domestic abuse and un and unhealthy relationships. So the, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk tonight. And um, I'm sure everybody knows, you know, I'll probably come up with something, but this is kind of be more geared towards the ladies, um, Becky and, and Tiffin. They're going to kind of take over this. I'm sure, you know, I'll come up with some things, you know, to talk about and try to give, you know, keeping with the spirit of the bullshit with the beards. I want to try and keep, uh, all right, not keep, but I want to try and um, give a little bit of male perspective because uh, abuse does happen with men. Um, but I'm going to kind of give them the floor, let them, let them do their thing tonight. I'll, I'll talk when I feel like I've actually got something. You may not hear a whole lot of me tonight. I don't know. That's a rare fucking thing from the rooster. But uh, other than that, all right, ladies, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, start tagging everybody. If you guys want to start taking over the show, and always feel free to chime in, even if you're interrupting us, please. Um, everybody watching, if you've got questions or comments, please put them in all caps so that we can see them and direct them appropriately. And that's all I've got for right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that covers that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris is tagging everybody. So um, got somebody standing at my doorway. So back to you, Becky. <laughs> well, if so you guys I've would like, since this is um, originally bullshit with the beards night, uh, I'm sure there's been people that's know and see you, but if you guys want to introduce yourselves um, for uh, the podcast listeners, if you want to tell a little bit about yourself, you don't have to, but if you just want to introduce yourselves. I'm Tiffin. That is Chris somewhere. I don't, I don't freaking know where he's somewhere in this thing. <laughs> I'm Becky. I'm one of the moderators here. And tonight we're kind of talking about domestic abuse and unhealthy relationships. And I've been posting a lot in the Facebook group, um, a little bit about my story and about the some of the abuse that I've suffered during my first marriage, and um, didn't want to bring a lot of feels. I don't know how to say it. I'm not trying to offend any of our members. Go ahead, Chris. Get your hand up. Sorry. No. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to get this out before. That's why it's in the beginning. Um, this is probably going to be a hard live for some people to hear um, and to listen to. Um, understand, we are not talking about just one person. We are talking about, in general, um, stories from Becky or Tiffin. Please keep this private. Um, 
honestly, actually, I, I want to ask permission from the both of you because it just dawned on me. If you do not want me to put this in podcast, I won't. So, because I'm sure both of you might get into some personal stories. I don't have to do that. Uh, I don't have to turn this into a podcast tonight. And I can just, you know, say tomorrow when I do a live, like, hey, this is why you're not getting bullshit with the beards. This was this was too personal, whatever. But I do want to make sure everybody watching that you understand um, that anything that we share, period, in this group is confidentiality. Please don't go running your freaking mouse outside of the group or anything like that. Uh, it is a very brave thing of what Becky and Tiffin is about to do, but, you know, telling parts of their story or whatever, but this is, this is to help females and males in this group and to make sure y'all understand one, you're not alone, but maybe, you know, by hearing some of this and, and, and understanding, you know, parts of the, their story that it might help a certain, you know, somebody that's out there that may be going through something, you know, maybe going through the same thing, uh, who knows, you know, this is kind of a subject that I don't think we've really hit on hardcore, but if it does get too much, if it does get too, you know, um, people into their emotional feelings, if it does get them, you know, maybe thinking about, you know, things that they're going through or things that, you know, that they have been through and you need, if you need help for one, getting out of a relationship or whatever, you know, do not hesitate to call us and we will try to figure out some way somehow to, to, to help you. Um, if this happens to put you into a mindset to where you're, you know, uh, thinking about things that, you know, that you have been through, you know, do not hesitate to get a hold of us and to talk to us. We are, we are here. Um, so I, I just wanted to make sure that everybody's on understanding. This is going to be a sensitive, hard subject for some people. We're not just talking about one, you know, individual. This is a group collective. And please, please, if, if you need to talk to somebody after we're done, we are here. All right, go ahead. I apologize, Becky. I just, I just thought about making sure that was known, especially in the beginning. No, that's fine. And this is, just like you said, this is a safe place. And if you feel comfortable afterwards, I mean, even if you have to send what we call coded message to one of us so that your domestic, you know, your partner or if you're suffering abuse doesn't pick up on it. We usually use the line, I had a stressful day at work. That's mm -hmm. kind of a, a sign of us that, hey, you know, I need some help. I had a stressful day at work in your message. Somewhere if it says that in your message, we'll know, hey, we need to read between the lines here. You need help and we will help you. And there Absolutely. are there are so many resources available, aren't there, Tiffin? Oh yes, oh yes. I I looked into some um, actually not not too long ago. Um, there there are, and if I don't have one for your area, then I will call and find out areas or for your area. I will do whatever it takes. I'll make the phone calls. I'll make whatever i will do whatever i can on my end to get you the help and support that you need um i'm a victim of domestic violence i know becky is a victim of domestic violence um and there's many different forms like it's not just physical abuse guys it's emotional and mental and it 
it's just there's so many different ways that you can abuse your partner and it's something like chris said you know it hasn't really been discussed um with that being said i am okay with chris if you put this up onto a podcast i'm okay with it i mean it's not gonna hurt me anymore <laughs> i'm not living that life um i am not a victim so you you do what you gotta do <laughs> becky i'm not sure how you feel um hey, but it? that's my sense. please share with our listeners that being said um like i said this is a safe place you're everything's kept confidential here we do everything that we can to not use names and if we need to take the work out of it for you if you are being abused please let us know even if it's another state that's not a, a hard thing for us to do here where we're at there's there's always websites there's phone numbers there's shelters there's always something there to help and it's not just women men or men too we're, we're here to help 24 7. i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest if it's in the middle of the night guys I will not hear my phone go off. I will not hear my phone. I will not answer my phone. So <laughs> your best bet is to contact somebody else because once I'm asleep, I'm done. So yeah, I'm the night owl. <laughs> just, just letting y'all know I'm a hard person to get a hold of after I've been asleep. You could probably call me about 15, 20 times and you'd be lucky if I answered. Now, if you contacted Ed, different story. I'll hear his phone go off like that. Not a problem. <laughs> but mine, nope, forget it. I'm sleeping through it. <laughs> so just throwing that out there. I don't mind helping people. I don't mind if you contact me. I will do, like I said, whatever I can to help. Um, but <laughs> I'm useless at night. So sorry, guys. <laughs> I want to help, but my brain just says, no, it's time to sleep. <laughs> That's understandable. Like I said, I'm usually the night owl. I'm the one that's up at two, three, four, five, whenever. <laughs> right. Yep. We all know when Becky's up. It's too <laughs> early, Becky. Too early. <laughs> oh, well, this is my life. It is what it is. That's why we love you. Same. But I've been um, posting a lot in the group, a little bit about my story and about some of the details and the emotions and such that I went through but everybody's story is different and in a way they're all the same in a way because you're you're being controlled you're being manipulated you're being lied to and the only way you can get out is if you want out not the person telling you hey I'm gonna kill you if you leave that's not going to happen most cases that is right. just a form of control but when you've had enough or when you feel you've had enough or you when you watch your animals get abused your children get abused what's your cutoff when are you when's enough going to be enough that's all i can say is when's enough going to be enough when when are you going to finally get to that point and say you know what i've had enough this is not a way to live this is this isn't good for me it's not good for my children to see this is not healthy and going to decide hey today's the day let's get out of here yeah you you have to be the the one to decide when it's time to leave and when you are ready to leave um we can give you all the tools we can tell you okay 
at this point, I'd be, I'd walk away. Like you need to leave by this point or by this point or by this point. But ultimately it's your call on when you leave. Um, I, I, Becky, Chris, even Ed will give you all those tools that, but we can't make you use them. Oh, absolutely. You have to decide that for yourself. We're here for help. We're here for tools, advice, even finding you a safe place. Absolutely. Um, I know there's places all over, all over the place to help you. Um, I don't know, Becky, you want to give any more of your story or? Oh, left off probably with the, oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I got so many windows freaking popped up here. Uh, not, not, not meaning to interrupt you, Becky. Um, I do want to, I want, I do would like, or I would, sorry, I, tonight I'm having a, my, my mind's elsewhere. Uh, so I'm not fully focused, but I'm actually, I'm in here answering comments and, and, and talking though. Uh, but I do want to, you know, say men for the men out there. Um, it, this happens to men too. It, it definitely happens with men. Um, a lot more than what, what people probably understand. Uh, I don't want to get, because of this subject, I do not want to get into a debate tonight. And I am going to try to tread lightly for once tonight that, you know, I, I would like to kind of say abuse for men is a little bit more socially accepted because it's more like, oh, you're a big, strong man. And if, a, for example, if a woman slaps the shit out of a man, it's not really a big deal. You'll actually have some other people, you know, in the background, maybe cheering, hooping, hollering, you go girl, this and that. If a man slaps the shit out of a woman, it's a different reaction. There's both still abuse, regardless whether it's a man or a woman, it is still abuse. If you are putting your hands on your spouse, regardless of gender, it is still abuse. If you're controlling your man, and I'm I, I, right now I'm speaking from a man's perspective, but this goes for both genders, but right, I'm trying to give a little bit of a man's perspective. Um, but if you're controlling your man in ways, even in sexual ways, withholding sex, uh, using sex, if you're controlling them of, you know, say your man wants to go out, you know, for a guy's night and you're blowing up his phone and stalking him or, and I, I'm not saying this is a bad idea all around, but using like apps like Life360, you know, those have very good um, um, attributes to them and very good reasons of, you know, why you should have them. But, you know, to go out there and stalk them or, you know, or if you're constantly yelling at your man and na nagging at your man and all, these are still signs of abuse. It's not, it's not talked about a whole hell of a lot because it's a man, a bit old, big, strong man, whatever you want to call it. But yes, men can be abused too. And that's something like, I hope women understand that, you know, it's, it just does not happen to women. This is just not for, and for the men out there that if you are listening tonight, understand it don't make you, it don't make you any less of a man of having, you know, to put up with this stuff and this stuff happening to you. 
like you know i'm not i, I might have said that wrong you know of having to put up with this i didn't mean i mean it like that like you should not put up with that but if you're going through that does not make you less of a man of of, of this stuff happening so I wanted to say that out there for the guys and, and, and maybe some women need to hear it too. Like, you know, Hey, like this just doesn't happen. I, I will say, and I'm not going to get into a big long thing. I'm trying to let the ladies, you know, do this tonight, but I will say, you know, thinking of it and thinking some of it, like I have, and you know, I have been through some abuse. I have been, you know, kind of mentally abused by a few women physically, physically abused by by a few women not not beat down but i have been smacked a few times you know i have you know there's there's been things but you know um it, so it does happen like men men you need to understand too you know it does happen uh go ahead ladies all right i, I wanted to get that out there you're fine and we need to have that perspective we really do because the abuse to men or towards men is kind of a silent thing i mean there are a lot of men that are being abused and they're too ashamed to come forward and talk about it. Because of course, if you talk about it in a, around the water cooler with a group of guys, you're gonna get teased. What the fuck, Joe, you let your wife beat on you? Well, you know, and they'll sit there and they'll demean and, and belittle you, but it ain't happening to them. Or these other guys will be like, oh, whatever. She's such a sweetheart. She doesn't do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it happens all the time mm -hmm. and it's, it's not just with women. Um, it, it is with men. It happens. It happens probably more often than what you think with men. And it's very disheartening guys. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand why men or women feel that they need to treat other people that way. Like property. Yeah. I just don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I've lived through it. Doesn't mean that I understand it. Um, but it is, it is a very hard topic to talk about. Um, I know I haven't really said a whole lot about my story to a whole lot of people. Um, but I've been through quite a bit, like you have Becky, you know, I've been thrown downstairs before I've been, um, locked in a bedroom before, um, <laughs> I laugh because it's like, God, what was I thinking? You know, like, how could I let that happen? Like, this is stupid. And I kind of laugh at myself for that, you know, just not like, haha, that's funny. You deserved it or anything like that. Just like, God, I was so young. I was so naive. Like, why, why did I stay? Holy shit. You know, like, so don't don't misinterpret my chuckle or my smile or my laugh it's oh absolutely. it's not what you guys probably think it means in light of the situation you're looking back at it at a place of healing now and it's not comical but it's more i've healed and i, I just can't get over what i've been through so it's like it's uh, oh my gosh you know what i mean <laughs> right i mean because I have come so far that it's just like, was that even this lifetime? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking 19, 20 years ago that this all happened and it was a lifetime ago. I can't give you detailed points on, you know, from beginning to end what happened. I can give you well, this had happened and then this had happened. And I mean, I was, for example, 
this actually just dawned on me. Um, I was getting ready to go to Cincinnati to a family reunion and he went out to my car and pulled my spark plug wires out of my car so I couldn't leave. And um, luckily I had a friend of mine with me and she, she knew a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more about cars than what I did. Okay. By a little, I mean, at that point in time, a lot. <laughs> um, and she was able to get it taped together, the one, because it was more torn or whatever. I don't, I don't know the terminology guys. And uh, she got it fixed for the most part and made it down there. And then on my way home, I was, I was wreck. I was coming home on three cylinders, like, <laughs> and I only made it to Dayton and I had to call somebody else to come and rescue me all because he didn't want me to go to Cincinnati for a family reunion. Are you kidding me? It's, it's my family. Like, yeah. When you're in a relationship like that with, and I hate to say this word. I know it triggers a lot of people. They're narcissistic. They're not, they don't have narcissistic tendencies. These people are actual narcissists. And they, they don't think for a second that what they did was wrong. And if they do, it's fake. That's with the whole, oh, you get beat today and get flowers tomorrow. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. This is never going to happen again. Go ahead, Chris. I seen your hand there. Hey, I just learned that. That's, uh, uh, I don't know if she wants me to say her name uh, on live I, here, but um, she just called it um, love bombing. And I, I've never actually heard that term now before but she said i had to actually ask her like you know, to, to explain it so thank you for explaining but she said love bombing is or what, what was the second thing she said oh gaslighting and love bombing and she said love bombing is a form of gaslighting a narcissist will use they will fill you up with i love you's and giving you attention they buy you everything to win you over again so i i wanted to point that out because you just started talking about it like you know one of the viewers just said that so yeah I, I wanted, you know, I just learned something about that tonight. That's, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it called love bombing. So I learned that I did know about the gaslighting, but it's all about control. And these narcissists, they do not see anything wrong with this. Nothing. And if they actually feel remorse, they're not a true narcissist. I'm serious. You're absolutely right. Um, I mean, it's all about control. We don't want you to see your, let's say you're, you're older, you have adult kids. We don't want you to see your adult kids. We don't want you to see your family. We don't want you to see your friends. But why? Why don't they see these people? Because eventually you're going to talk. And if they are not in 100% or more control, their world comes crashing. Literally. That's just the way, to me, it's just the way it is. Right. Um, one of the last comments that was said that almost got me to go back was almost I, I repeat almost um by that point in time i had heard it so many times that it be, i became numb to it but it was well if you don't come back i'm going to kill myself and i was on the phone and i said okay go ahead guess what he's still alive i mean <laughs> you can only threaten it so many times but it's a form of control it is so, for me to say, okay, go ahead. Not that I want anyone to commit suicide. Not that I want anyone to kill themselves. I am not an advocate for that. There's always a solution. But I knew he was doing it as a form of control. And that was his last ditch effort to get me to come back. So um, actually the person who said 
uh, the love bombing and gaslighting actually knows who I'm talking about. Um, but he's, he's still alive now. He has absolutely no control and it's pretty comical because he still thinks he has control now and he doesn't. And he's not even, he's not even on my radar. 20 years later, he still thinks he has the control. He thinks he can have some sort of control. Um, it's actually my oldest father. I, you don't, so, you're uncomfortable saying. No, I don't, I don't mind saying, I'm not going to say the name, um, mm -hmm. but it's actually his father and he thinks he has some control because he's the father. You have no control. Very true. Now, I can't really see the comments, guys, just so you know, for the ones watching. I can't see it. I'm kind of relying on Tiffin and Chris, whatever they say. So if anything's directed at me, um, they'll yeah, tell I'll me. I'll let you know. They'll tell me. But I, I don't know how to say it. I, it all started out so well. It really did. We, I met him on, I met my first husband online. He was from the Philippines. He is not American at all. No green card, nothing. We used a translator because at first I did not know how to speak Tagalog, which is the traditional language in Philippines. So after him taking some English courses and me taking some Tagalog courses, we were able to communicate. And finally, you know, he just was telling me, you know, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so lovely. You're so nice. I'd like to come to the States. He was able to get a visa because we were engaged at the time over the Internet. He opened a ring, and I said yes. So we were engaged. We had to go through this whole process and prove our engagement, prove how long we had been dating, and we had dated for two years before he was actually able to come to the United States. And at the time when we got married, it was okay once we were married that he became a U.S. citizen. So he got his green card through marriage. Day one, he changed instantly overnight. I went from I don't know how to put it, like a free woman to somebody else's property or somebody else's trophy. I was not allowed to go to the grocery store by myself, go to my parents' house, see my friends, drive my car, which was in my name, anywhere without permission. Soon yeah. as I store, the keys had to be handed over. My cell phone handed over. Yep. Everything. Same, same thing. Everything. Um, it was kind of the same way. I mean, I went looking for love in all the wrong <laughs> places. And so that's what I got. And within a month, it was, oh, your paychecks are now, paychecks are now mine. Oh, your cell phone. That's mine too. Mm -hmm. Oh, your car. That's not even in your name. Oh, that's mine. I'm just going to take you to work. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I, I had no freedom. I mean, there, there was no freedom. There was, it was complete control. And you don't realize it's happening, though, in a sense, until it's like, oh, shit, what have I gotten myself into? Until it's too late. You know, um, <clears throat> Chris mentioned Life 360. Ed Declan my oldest, sorry, um, Ed, myself, my oldest, my youngest, my middle one, we all have it on our phones. We can all track each other where everybody is. Literally, the only time I get on there and check where anyone is, is if the oldest isn't back home and it's three o'clock in the morning. Why isn't he home? Where are you? 
what's basically you only check it if there's cause for concern. Right. Because otherwise I don't need to get on there. I don't care what Ed is doing. I don't usually care what the younger two are doing. I don't care. And also take into consideration the area that you live in is not quite in the city. It's not. And I there mean, can happen between the city and where you live. And I'm not right. going to major details because that's your personal business. You're good. But no, I live, I live more out in the country. I'm more secluded. You know, ev everybody knows everybody around here. I'm not worried about my younger two. Um, maybe this summer I will be, <laughs> but right now, no, I'm not. Um, but when they start messaging you, like, why are you here? You said you were only going here or why are you going here? You said you were going to go here that's when it's more cause for concern. Um, when they start watching your little every move or, well, you've been gone for 20 minutes, you said you would be back in 10. Oh, okay, my bad. Like for me, I, I'm a talker. <laughs> if I saw you in the store, I'd stand there and talk to you for 15 minutes. That's how I am. So it's going to take me longer. But if you're gonna monitor my every move, no, we're not having that. So that is definitely a form of control. Oh, I know you went, went to work and I know what time you got off. You're 15 minutes late. Now I worked in, and I'll say it, I worked in Troy. And in between Piqua and Troy, where I live, there is a train track. Everybody is in this area knows damn good and well, we have trains. They come both forward and backwards. They go both ways. And sometimes the longest one can take up to 10, 15 minutes. You're sitting there waiting for the trestles to, to lift up so you can go through. One night, I happened to have gotten off work right on time. I went to the gas station. It didn't take long. Filled up. When you know it, I hit the train. And it was a slow-moving train. And to prove I got hit by a train, well, you know what I mean. I call it hit by a train. But I took a little video on my stupid Motorola Razor. I had the old flip Motorola Razor, which was, it's a crappy phone. Oh, yeah. Of the train going by. And I went home. And of course, I got the third degree. And I kept trying to, let me just show you the video on the phone. Let me just show you. So what does he do? He opens up the phone, sees the video, snaps the phone, throws it at my face. Just one of those times where I don't care. I told you, you need to be home now. You be home now. I, I said, say what? You want me to get hit by the train? We'll get hit by the train. I don't give a damn. That's what I got told. Yeah. Um, I went basically, you know, through the same, mm -hmm. same thing. Um, and he was probably by far the worst. I mean, I've dated other guys. And when I started seeing the red flags pop up, like, nope, let's bounce. Nope, we're done. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of crazy, but women do that too. Like they can say, I'm kind of speaking for Chris on this whole thing is, well, these guys did this to me. So this is why I am this way. And they use it as a form of control, but based off of a insecurity, mm -hmm. which we all have them and can have them and they're all understandable and justified. But how long is it just an insecurity before it becomes control? Or habit of control, yeah. Right. Well, before the, it's just a form of control is what I'm saying. They're using it to control you, not as an insecurity. Um, I'm one of those people where I'm like, this is where I'm going. This is, you know, 
what I'm planning on getting, I'll be back after a bit. I'm not going to tell you my every stop along the way because this place may not have it. So I'm going to stop here. I may realize I need to get gas on my way home. So guess what? I'm going to stop and get it here. That's not my problem. That's, that's your problem. If you have a problem with me stopping, I mean, unless, unless the house is on fire, you're bleeding or you're dying. Like I don't have to be at the house. So that's just, that's just, you know, my perspective of it. It's very true. Very, very true. But we've all, I mean, I can't say we've all been through it, but for the ones that have been through it, you, you think at first, okay, well, I'm staying, I'm, a, I'm enduring this because I love this. Okay, so this person is threatening you, taking your phone, taking your keys, taking your paycheck. That's, that's one thing. Now, let's say you've got children involved, right? Are we doing, going to stay because, oh, well, I'm staying for the kids, so the kids can witness this kind of abuse, and this is okay for the kids to see mommy or daddy getting hit? daily or abused daily this is what this is the message we're sending to our children that this type of relationship this this marriage or whatever you you're in is it's okay it's not okay no it's not and it's it's something that all too often it's well i want them to be a part of my hang on i got a got a visitor at the door go ahead but I mean, is this the message that we want to send to our children, if there are children? And if not, is this what you want to tolerate for yourself? Because it's not. It's not worth it. And we think, oh, we love this person. We can change this person. We all think we can change this person. I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to take mine to church, and I'm going to, I'm Pentecostal apostolic. I'm going to bring him to church. I'm going to get him filled with the Holy Ghost. And he's going to feel so much better. He's going to be close to God. And all the crap that this anger that's inside of him is just going to go away. So I'm sitting there thinking, I could change my husband. I could change this man. I know I can. So 10 months later, I'm still trying to change this. And it took a complete stranger one day to see the shiners on my eyes, pull the sunglasses off. It happened to have been my car insurance agent. She's seen them. She, she knows my parents because she's their agent, too. She says, uh-huh, I thought so. Didn't like him. Helds up the phone. Are you going to call your family and tell them, or am I going to call? I couldn't hide anymore. I had to come change, and something had to come clean. So I finally called my parents. Now, I'm going to stop because I know Tiffin's got some stuff that she's going to touch on there. Um, you don't have to, Becky. You can continue on. Um, I'm actually going to make another yell because... They clearly didn't hear me the first time. So I, I did call my parents right there from the insurance office. Now, my dad had just gone through heart, uh, a heart attack. I didn't want to stress him out. It's another thing I didn't want to say because it would aid in a bed more stress. I'm an only child. I knew what this would do. I kind of kept it to myself for the longest time, which was wrong because most parents really do love you. I say most because some parents just don't, but most really do love and care, and they want the best for their children. So once I told my parents, my plan was to go home, get all my important papers and documents, and get out, but it didn't work out that way. I think I dawdled a little too long getting things and reminiscing down memory lane because he came home, and when he did, and he caught me packing, 
that was the very last time I ever got beat within an inch of my life. And it cost me a couple months in the hospital from that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was never, I, it was never that bad for me. So I'm, I'm really glad that you're still here today to share your story. Um, I think I made it out before it got that bad. Um, but I was going to say, you are showing your kids what is acceptable and not acceptable. Um, I'm really thankful that I got out before my oldest was older. Um, he was only maybe two months old when, when I finally had enough and walked out. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I stayed as long as I could. And at that point it was, why am I even here? You're not even doing anything. You're not a part of his life you're barely home. You're home long enough to sleep and then you're gone again. And that's when the whole, you know, distancing himself happened and it was just a convenience and all this other stuff, you know, just to say that he's doing his part. Um, I kind of had the best revenge in a sense, actually not too long ago, because I had found an email that I had sent to my parents and my oldest found it because I'm not sure if he believed me on what I had told him or not. And in it, it said, you know, basically you saw what I did to so-and-so last night. Don't think I'm not afraid to do that to you. And the oldest had seen it and <laughs> I saw it, I read it and I, I laughed and I go, well, he just proved my point. Here you go. And he read it and he was like, really? That really happened? I go, I told you, but it's different when he can see it for himself. And I think that was really the eye opener. He had seen all these things before, but that was truly the eye opener. Like, oh shit, my mom did go through shit. So I'm glad I got out when I got out. Um, and he hasn't been a major part of our lives since, so. And it's not just you that got Otis got out as well. You and your right. got out of that situation. You did what was best for your children or your child and yourself. Right. Um, yeah, because he would have seen all of this. And he would have thought it was okay to do it to other women or that it's normal or that it's okay for it to be done to him. And, it, and it's not. It's not okay by any means to be abusive under any circumstances. I don't, I don't care how pissed you are. Um, I'll be the first to admit I have, I have smacked my ex-husband. Um, not, I'm not going to say and sit here and say it was rightly, rightfully deserved, but in that moment it was rightfully deserved. Do I regret it now? Yeah. I mean, my temper got the best of me. Maybe one day I'll make my amends, but I can't change it. You can only accept that part of yourself and try to be better. And that's what a lot of these abusers aren't willing to do. They're not trying to see where they went wrong and trying to be better. If anything, it starts off real small and it gradually builds and gets bigger the longer you're together. Yeah, this is very true. And to sit there myself and say that I didn't get a few good cracks in when I had the opportunity. I'd be lying because there, there have been times when uh, so-and-so was down and out and I uh, had, I had my chance and I took it. It led into a bigger fight, 
but I tried to stand my ground, tried to hold my own, and to say that I didn't take a swing at him or that I didn't crack him upside the head would be a total lie. I got him once, and I got him good too. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not sitting here thinking, hey, yeah, go me. It's not right, but I knew what was going to happen. I tried to make my point. Hey, you're going to stop, or I'm going to leave. That was my point. I said, how does it feel? How do you like it? Was basically me. That was what I was trying to do. Didn't end up so well for me. It was one another one of them hospitals. Now that one I brought upon myself. I admit I brought that upon myself. But another thing that I I ought to say while I'm doing this, violence begets more violence. Violence begets more violence. If you're going to go up against your attacker, prepare to be attacked because it's not going to do you a bit of good. It's not going to do the other person a. Bit. I'm shutting up. I can see Chris wanting to go. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not I'm not smiling because what she said was funny. I'm smiling and what was funny that uh uh what I was told one time. So I want I want to tell a little just a little story. My, <laughs> my uh you said violence violence doesn't cure cure the violence. <laughs> my uh my bio dad told me a story one time about uh, I believe his aunt and uncle. Um, so I guess I'd make my grand, great aunt and great uncle. I think that's who they were. But uh, so my great uncle was was an abusive man, and I guess he he used to put the work on 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 my great aunt. I mean, he he beat her bad, and I guess one day. I don't remember exactly what set her over the top. I don't know if he beat one of the kids or if he just she just had enough. Uh, he was a drinker, and she they my my bio dad told me she had just finally she just had a fuck enough. So she waited for him to drink and pass out one night. When he passed out, she said he she he was you know. Heavy drunk, he passed out in the bed. He wrapped him around with the sheet that he was in, rolled him into that sheet like a fucking taco. Dragged, and she was like this. She was like probably, I'd say, about Tiffin size, just this anybody skinny thing. He was this, you know, big guy. I mean, like back then, farm worker, you know, factory worker. I mean, he was just this big guy. Dragged him into the kitchen, and went, I guess she poured, what was it, like, hot porridge or something on him to wake him up poured it on him to wake him up and when he woke up she took a broom handle cracked it over her friggin uh her leg and beat the ever living snot out of this man and i'm the way my dad described it was that he or she Breaking up, Chris. We can't hear he, you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. She. He said that she beat this man until he was begging, crying, and pleading for her to stop. So she sat down, smoked a cigarette, and told him, if you ever put your hands on me again, next time I won't stop. I will beat you to death. Got done with the cigarette. Put the cigarette out on this man's chest and then went to beating him again with this broom handle. 
and it stopped for like I guess another 20 minutes. She beat the ever living fucking snot out of this man. After that day, a man never touched her again. Now he, he'd go on his drinking binges, but he would never fucking touch her again. So I'm just saying out there. <laughs> Sometimes violence can fucking help. In some cases, I would say so. <laughs> My God. I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. like, oh, a woman got one on a man. No. He beat her first. He got his comeuppance. I'm sorry. That's just the way it and is. It, I mean, this was years and years and years of abuse. They, they I think they, they stayed together the one they died. So they married like... I don't even know how many years they were, you know, together. But, yeah, this was years and years and years of abuse. And I'm not trying to label or be politically correct or anything, but that's the way a lot of the boomer generation is. I mean, they they get married and they stay married. They stay married for life. That's just how it is. Now, my parents got married in 1977 in January. They just had an anniversary. I mean, you know, my dad's gone now. But my mom received... Um, some uh cookware for their wedding present and one of the things that she had gotten was a really large cast iron skillet and my family at least where i'm from we are notorious for the men being in charge in the relationships which as we all know in this day and age that's not how things are my mom held up that cast iron skillet and she looked at my father and said if you ever ever lay a hand on me i'll take this upside your head when you're sleeping and my dad actually believe her now my mom was is probably about 80 pounds maybe 90 pounds soaking wet at the time and my dad probably weighed around 150 if that but here's this itty bitty woman with this big muscular marine threatening with a skillet now i'll be honest he never touched my mom he loved her till the day he died i never saw abuse in at any shape or form in my raising as i was growing up not from either one of them they never fought and never argued hard to believe at least not in front of me they did but she warned him on their wedding night i'll get you motherfucker you ever come at me <laughs> but he never did and i tell you damn good i'm shutting up you, you know i think i think that is a kind of a generational thing though too because you you go back and you look and nine nine times out of ten if the man was abusive like the the women in their own way got their revenge um i i don't know i don't know so don't quote me but my grandparents um my grandfather my one grandfather was an alcoholic and god he was he was definitely abusive i don't know if it was physical or if it was just you know verbal but i know he was abusive but i know for a fact that and again my my grandfather was like almost six foot and my grandmother was like my height five two five three five four somewhere around there i know for a fact that he would never cross her so I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the dynamics of that relationship. I don't know if it was or not, but I think the, that generation definitely is a lot different than what it is now. And maybe it's because now 
over the years watching some of those women get abused that's why more women are stepping forward now and actually kind of turning into the abuser as well but that's also why there's you know i'd like to say standing up for themselves and you know going going attacking back and leaving and making it known but i i don't know or realizing that we have a voice too ours is just as loud as yours is when you go when you're in a relationship everything is supposed to be i i want to if i'm wrong somebody stop me everything's supposed to be 50 50 in a relationship no, well no explain what you mean fair everything's supposed to be fair chris and i like to say 100 100 okay but because you've always got to give 100 percent. gotcha if that makes sense um it does. I kind of explained it that way to Chris and we did a live about that. But I mean, if you want to say, I, I, if you want to say 50, 50, I get it. Um, I understand what you're meaning, but it's more hundred, hundred because not everything in the relationship is going to be right. Split equally. It's, it's what you bring in. I remember we had that live, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is when you take that relationship where, okay, so you're each a hundred, a hundred, and you stand up at the altar. Let's say you decide to get married. You stand up at the altar. When you're standing there on the other side of your husband and you're holding hands either facing each other or you're facing the priest or whatever you're using, are you back a little ways? Or is he back a little ways? It's a hundred, right. it's equal. You're becoming one entity. Equal. Right, equal. right. So, I mean, I think that's how our generation needs to see it. It really needs to be that way. Now, back in their day, it wasn't quite that way. I'm not saying that they didn't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe at the altar together or shoulder-to-shoulder. -to -shoulder. Right. A man's responsibility back in those days was more or less maintaining job and a woman's was maintaining the household. But with inflation, the way prices are, things now both members usually have to work at least to get a decent income for yourself, your family, your car, and the luxuries that you like, you know? I mean, it, it takes two to run a household. And for the single, you know, fathers and the single mothers out there, it's very hard for them. I, you know, all this different stuff. But when you're, I guess I'm kind of jumbled at what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. And you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you can't if you're going to be abusive to someone you can't expect them not to be abusive towards you and and kind of the vice versa i mean i joke around all the time with chris <laughs> with chris like i hate you <laughs> how are we still friends you know <laughs> like but he knows what i mean by that i'm not being abusive i'm not or verbally abusive i'm not saying like I hate you. You're a piece of shit and, you know, demeaning him. I'm just saying like, I don't know how the hell I'd put up with your shit. Like <laughs> you and your mouth, you know, when, when I say it to Ed, he's always like, I love you too, babe. You know? Um, but again, I'm not being demeaning. It's, it's a case of because of what I have gone through, it's hard for me to show the affection the way that Ed would probably prefer me to and it's something that i'm working on like it's not something i just discovered like yesterday or 
two months ago or a year ago. I've known this from day one. So it's something that I'm, I'm always working on. Like if there was any red flags in our relationship, I would have been out of here. Um, but there's not, if anything, <laughs> I'm probably more abusive verbally to him than what, than what he is to me. But it's not a, I'm putting you down and trying to make you feel bad. And he's gone through the shit too, because sometimes that's what he is hearing is from his past. And I'm like, that is not what I meant. That is not at all. You're not an ooey gooey, oh, I love you, baby, kind of. You are just not. I could just hear you telling Ed, yeah, okay, fuck you too. But what you're trying to say is, yes, I love you, darling. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. The, the only time I am that lovey type is when I've been drinking. And he's like, why can't you be like that all the time? <laughs> because I'm not. That's, that's, I'm on all the time. So when I'm drinking, it's, I don't have a care in the world. Um, but you know, though that the, the times that were the worst, and I would never drink or okay. I would drink all the time. Don't get me wrong when I was with my ex, but I was so emotional. Like I was the emotional, like you could almost guarantee if I drank, I was crying. I was on the floor somewhere, bawling my eyes out, wanting to be comforted. And it was just go lock yourself in the bedroom if you're going to act like, okay, well, nice knowing you. Um, I guess I'm going to the bedroom now. See y'all later. But that's when he became more abusive was when he was drinking. Everything got so much worse when he was drinking. But alcohol, it changes people. It just depends. Like there's all no offense, there's all kinds of drunks out there. There's funny drunks, there's mean drunks, there's no offense those who get drunk and then, you know, it's sexy fun time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now me, I'm one of them ones. I don't get drunk very often. I don't know if it's a body mass thing, but it takes a lot to get me drunk and I've never had a hangover. But when I get drunk, I'm funny. I'm sitting there trying to make the entire room laugh. And if I can't do that, then I haven't drunk damn near enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's, you know, funny because Chris and his girlfriend and Ed and I went out on Friday and I was the only one that did not drink. Oh, were you the DD? No. Um, but I didn't drink because honestly it's cold outside and I get even colder. So <laughs> I tend to drink only usually in the summer. But anyways, yes, um, when, when you drink or when they drink, I mean, you'll see a lot more abuse happen. And, and if you pay attention, when you go out somewhere, you will see the people shift and change towards their significant others. And you can see whether it's male or female, their whole demeanor kind of changes and becomes on guard. And I mean, you can even see it like with friendships or, you know, out in public with people and you don't even have to be drinking. You can just kind of see them. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's, it's scary because you've lived that life. You know what they're going through. What, what can you do to help them? Nothing other than support them. I mean, it's, it's truly hard to help someone when 
they're not ready. And it took me a long time to realize what everyone was trying to tell me. And it's just so disheartening because you just see that these men and women, I, I guess I see it more in women, struggling for help and just wanting that hand, but they don't know how to grab the hand to pull themselves up. And we're all here. You can do it. We are living proof that you can do it. You have to be ready, but you need to know what your breaking point is. When have you had enough? What is your, you know, goal? What is your plan? You know, make a plan. Tell someone whenever you can. I mean, there's so many different things, so many different ways that you could kind of reach out to someone and if they truly know you they'll know what you're trying to say and i would hope that they would try to find a solution or try to show you how to get out and how to get the resources that are needed or where you can go to be safe because it's not easy to quite literally up and walk away from everything you have in your own the hardest part though is getting out it's not being beaten a sec another time it's because you kind of know in a way if you've been abused enough or been put down enough or you've had things taken from you enough you kind of know what the pattern the routine is like the scary part is how do you break out how do you get out the thing is it's all starts with you and you have to talk about it the, one of the very first things you could do is tell someone, if you can, and have them make a police report. If you cannot, do it yourself. If you do not feel safe contacting your police department, have a friend, a family member, a co-worker, somebody contact the police department for you. Even if the police department says that person has to come themselves, they still make a report that you reported it. And... The more evidence you've got with the police, the better it looks if you ever need to get a, like a temporary protection order, which would be one of your very first steps. Besides, for you and your family, even if it's a shared home, if his name's on the deed and so is yours, if his name's on the lease and so is yours, he cannot, or he or she, whoever, I'm sorry, I know I keep saying he, it's not right. That person can't violate that protection order, even if you live in the same house. They have to find another accommodation. They have to. Right. Um, one thing that I was informed was document everything. Yes. Make a journal. Um, if you can, take pictures, hide the camera, hide the phone. I mean, whatever you got to do. I mean, I have old phones laying around the house all over the place. So that's what I mean by phone. Like, if you don't have your own personal phone, if you can find another phone or another camera or something to document everything like this happened on this day you know or this happened on this day document everything it gives you so much more leverage and i that that is one thing that i was told here recently so not <laughs> i want to make this very clear i am not in a domestic <laughs> violence household <laughs> just to make that clear just because I know these resources I am I am I am good I am completely good if I wasn't I'm sure 
Chris would be here like that, beating the shit out of Ed. So just to make that clear. And Ed is completely fine, guys. He is sick. We did a lot of research. So when we decided to approach these topics in the group, that we have information for people so we know where to, you know, send them or giving you guys tools. So no, Tiffin is good. She is not being abused. And neither is Ed. <laughs> Although Chris said earlier that I was being very rude and kind of abusive towards him earlier because, you know, the man is sick and I should be waiting on him hand and freaking foot. And I wasn't doing that. So just throwing that out there. If the only way I am abusive to that man is by making him get his own dang food or walking into the kitchen to get his own food, then I guess I am the worst person ever, people. I'm sorry. You treat that poor king like the king he is. He's sick. Take care of my baby. Okay, we'll give him a little credit. This is a little bit more than a man cold here. So, uh, not to interrupt you guys, but I, I have... I have a few questions, if you guys don't mind. Are you guys, like, into the whole, like, well, you... it's it's 944. I'd actually, if you girls wouldn't mind of doing another Ladies Live sometime here soon, um, kind of uh, maybe, because I, kn I know about 15 minutes, I know Tiffin, Tiffin wants to uh, to be off here. But if you guys wouldn't mind maybe doing another ladies live, we can continue this whole subject like we are now. But I think it would be kind of cool or kind of maybe helpful to, to some people out there to come back onto this topic and do like a reverse. Like a, now that I've gotten out of this abusive relationship and now that I've gotten, you know, away from this – this is how my life's turned out for the better. This is how my life's, you know, um, been, um, you know, stuff like that. Would you guys mind do, doing that? Absolutely. I'd, I'd be on board with that. I, I'm good with that. And I'm okay. I'm open for questions. Yes, I want to get off here pretty soon. Um, we, are, we are approaching to 10 o'clock and I need sleep. Guys, like, Ed has a man cold. And so I'm sleeping on the couch with the dogs. Just joking, it's not a man cold, but I am sleeping out on the couch with the dogs and I have not been sleeping. So I need some sleep. And, uh, but I was wondering what you were doing over there without your camera on. You must be writing down questions over there, huh? I, I, I was, I was eating fat cakes and I was, and I was, I was talking to Tara while you guys were talking. <laughs> I was well, I eating fudge rounds. Than that's yeah. Super I call them a fat cakes. Bag, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I was sitting here talking to Daryl and listening to you guys, and I told you guys I, I kind of wanted to give you guys the floor tonight, and I didn't want to, I don't want to make this all about me, but um, maybe uh, what is today? Tuesday. It's uh, the. I don't know if you guys maybe want to pick this back up on, I don't know, Thursday, and then Friday, may, maybe we can have more. Uh, might like to still have the Friday group. But if Thursday, if you guys want to do another ladies' live or tomorrow, it's it's up to you when you guys. But I I do have questions and I I would like to to spin it around. But I think I'll wait for those questions for more for for the reverse side. Okay. Um. Down so you don't forget. Yeah, I got I got them on my phone. 
if I write things down, look, 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 I was doing the podcast earlier and I, or yeah, earlier today and yesterday. And I was getting so aggravated with myself because I was like, I have notes and I had the notebook like kind of off to the side. I was like, I have notes. Why am I not going through these notes? And I'm still sitting here doing the podcast all my notes. If I write shit down, I don't fucking, I don't actually either one, I lose the shit. Two, I don't remember that I actually wrote it down. Or three, I can never find the damn thing. So if I put it in my phone, my phone is always here. Like it's always, I always got my phone. So that way, like I can always scroll through and be like, yeah, it's there. And I keep it more organized. You you don't always have your phone because didn't you tell me not too long oh, ago yeah. that you lost your phone and you forgot it at home twice when you guys went out? I've been doing that so much more here lately. Like I've not been paying any attention to my phone. See, what? Tara's making you leave your leave your phone at home so this way nobody yeah. can get a hold of you. So she's alienating you from your your friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'll send Ed. <laughs> Isn't it nice to not have that? She's attitude? reaching for the wine, you guys. I, please don't let this happen again. <laughs> tampon. Did she just throw a tampon at you? <laughs> no, it wasn't a tampon. <laughs> Give me that thing, babe. It's, it, was a, <laughs> it was one of those little juice packets you put in water. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> They thought it was a tampon. <laughs> Tell her I would pay to see her throw a tampon at you. Tiffin <laughs> said she would pay. For you pay you to uh, to see you throw a tampon at me. Used one? Yeah. She's gonna dip in a red Kool-Aid and throw it at me. Fifty. No, no, no. It has to be legit real. <laughs> um, would you guys like time to decide of when you guys would like to get on here and do this again and hit this subject yeah. again, or okay. um, it'll be this week. Um, but I think maybe the three of us, because, you know, the other bearded man is down and out a little bit right now. Right. Maybe we can do like uh, a quick meeting tomorrow night or something and kind of discuss it um, just because things have been so Hector. crazy oh, this yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, we take a week off and then good old Ed gets sick. <laughs> Reminds oh, me yeah. of somebody else I know. Yeah, I know. It ain't my turn now. I'm hoping he keeps that shit over there. <laughs> I say that and I cough. Me too. I really hope he keeps that shit back there. <laughs> and I've seen you at Walmart today. We, You probably transferred it. You the know, you tried to mug me. are so contagious, they're almost deadly. You tried to mug me. You yeah. think man colds are bad. Man COVID is worse. <laughs> Anytime a man gets sick, it's automatically three times worse than what a woman has. And yet we still get up, pack lunches, cook dinner, and do all this other shit. I'm sorry. I'm not saying men don't do it either. I, I, so we, we've, we've, I've had this debate before, but I, okay. I really don't understand. Before I don't, you I don't go understand. too far, before no, you go too far, Chris, then Becky, when I get a cold, I must get the man cold because I'm exactly like a man when I get hit with a cold. I I am whiny. I am cranky. I am down on the couch. I ain't doing shit. So <laughs> I guess I always end up with the man cold. On how bad it is, I'm guilty. I do think that is like one of the like so most men. We're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna say most men because um, we know how things are nowadays. But 
most men, I, and okay. So when I talk about like most men, like I'll talk about like me or like, you know, I don't, I don't, I, no offense to anybody out there, but I, I'm, I'm really manly men, manly men, manly, manly. Don't look at me like that. I'm manly. I'm manly as fuck. <laughs> she over here side eyeing me like, you ain't manly. Stop. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> but mainly like when they're out there like if you think of a manly man like he's hard charging all the time working his ass off you know freaking he don't you know show emotions you know he's you know time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed you know he, he's working i do think it hits men harder one because we're built differently but i think we're built more for a work like we're built more for you know to be able to work harder you know do i'm not i'm not saying that men work harder than women trust me i have met i've met quite a few women in the marine corps that could have probably whipped all of our asses and our platoon if they'd really wanted to and i've seen a couple women whip a couple men's asses so trust me believe i know there's some badass women out there but i do think that it's like when a man gets sick that's his time to be vulnerable. That's when he actually, he wants to be babied. He wants to be coddled. He wants, you know, cuddled, you know, be, to be taken care of. Any other time, a man's just like, nah, leave me alone. I got it. No, nah, you know, I'll get it. I'll do it. I'm a man, you know. I'll, I'll. So I, 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 think, I think that's like our only time where we are. But I, I will say like, yeah, like I will say like, yo, know, when a man gets, gets sick, it's like, shh. I don't know what it does. I don't know if it's like something genetics or whatever it hits us. It's like we we can't get out of bed. We're dying. Well, you know, there's a, right after, after, after when the man rolls over and says, "Go get me a sandwich." I'm sorry. Get up. Go after get what? After. After being. Sex. Oh, after sex. Yeah, go get me a sandwich. Yeah, motherfucker. I you don't want. You don't. You don't want to lay in a wet spot. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we scoot over to make you lay there. <laughs> we don't really want the sandwich. We just want to scoot over so it makes you free lay in the wet spot. I'm going to help myself. But it's true. But no, Chris, like, you, you're you're exactly right. Like, I have seen, and I, I've seen Ed do it. He is full bore from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed. I mean, you've seen it. I see it daily. Like, it is full bore from the minute he gets up to the time he goes to bed, it is full bore. And so when he gets hit with a cold or gets sick, it's, it's hard on him. And it used to irritate the shit out of me because I'm so used to that, that not this time of him being sick, but the time before that, I sent him to bed at like seven o'clock. He goes, I feel like this is a trap. No, go to bed. Like I got It's this. a trap, it's a trap. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> <laughs> Abort mission. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> do not go to bed. <laughs> but he did go to bed. And and even now with him being sick, I mean, as soon as I found out, it was go to bed. Go. I got this. Okay. You're you're down. Like, and I know you're gonna be down. I got this. So the only shit I have given him is the fact that I'm on the couch with the dogs and I don't get my own bed. So if I get what he has, guess what? I cannot wait for that bed because your ass is on the couch with the dogs. Enjoy. Like, 
I'm jealous right now, but I go back there and he's laying on his side and I'm like, you got the whole damn bed. He goes, I'm not a sprawler. And I'm like, I sure as hell am. I'd take up that whole damn bed. Oh yeah. But that's, but that's how I am when I get sick. I am full bore when I, except for on the weekends, guys, (laughs) from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. And so when I get hit, like I feel bad. Like I am the biggest baby. Like I just, I want to be loved on. I want to be cuddled. I want to know that it's okay for me to be sick. Like it's okay. I got this. I'll take care of it. Just, you just relax. You just do that. Like I am, I'll sit there and I'll be like, I got to go do dishes. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I got to do something productive today. <laughs> like, and I, I genuinely feel like shit because I am not myself. So I totally understand the whole man cold. So, but, and I'm, go ahead. but men work so hard and I, and I'm not saying that they work harder than us or anything, but they work so hard. So when they are down, they are probably sicker than what we are because their immune system is already weakened you know what i mean it's just something to take in consideration there's this whole skeptic about the man cold thing oh get up suck it up you big baby no i'm sorry i don't think so i'll bring that man a cup of hot chicken noodle soup and a bologna sandwich if that's his thing whatever you know trying to you know nurse him back to health because hey i mean we can't lay there and say, oh come on guy and bring me some flowers and chocolate <clears throat> Now, I I will say that, like, it kind of makes a little bit more sense of why men might, I I don't know, I don't know if it's scientifically proven or not, but it it might make a little bit more sense, because if you do think about it, like, with men and women are built differently, freaking, but women, every month, you guys go through your monthly cycle, you know, you guys have, why are you looking at me like that? Oh, babe, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, um, Chris, I don't have a monthly cycle, so I don't go through it. Well, you used to. I have the it's been so long, I don't remember. But I mean, you go, you women do go through that stuff like so much, and you know, pregnancy, you know, nine months, just all the different stuff that you women do have to deal with, you know, and extra hormones and all that. I think it does hit differently because I think women are more. I don't know, like they're more used to body changes or whatever, to where men are just like, nah, we're like, <laughs> this is it. And then when the freaking happens, like, holy shit, like what the, I, what baby, you're more powerful. Oh yeah. You, you and your whole little, whole, whole four foot five self. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, love her. <laughs> I do too. Than men. It is scientifically proven. I mean, and I don't, funny seriously if you get some time free time go to youtube and look up men wearing the pregnancy belt and you watch how many times they women get up to how like for instance how many centimeters you're dilated and how many volts they could turn up most of these men i see can't make it past five we go 10 centimeters before with epidural or without epidural you know, with drugs, without drugs, we go 10 centimeters before we got to push this watermelon out of this lemon. I'm just saying. Maybe not the best analogy, but the, it's it's painful. Hey, hey, I will say 
I don't care what women say, but getting kicked in the balls is worse than having a kid. I don't buy it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I'm so glad you answered that way, Becky. So glad you answered that way. Oh, yeah? I was going to say, I can, I can actually see that because Ed and I had this discussion once. So, I, the, okay, for me, this is my perspective. Hold on. Let me that tell this is, real quick. I, hold on. I was just going to say, I think that is their equivalent to giving birth. Oh, okay. <clears throat> also, I was going to, I was going to say, I've been kicked in the balls before. I okay. never want that shit to happen, ever again. Never, ever, ever. No, no I've never it. once. It's not been a few years down the road, and I've been like, you know what? I think I want to be kicked in the balls again. You know, I do. <laughs> but I've heard women complain so much, so much. About being pregnant, and then a few years down the road, they're like, "You know what? I'd like to have a baby again." Why? As much pain as y'all think, and as comfortable as y'all get, and women want to have it, you ain't never gonna hear a man say, "You know what? Yeah, I think I'd like to be kicked in the balls again." So I, I think being kicked in the balls is worse than being pregnant. <laughs> okay, I understand, but switch. Let's switch it for, let's just switch it for argument's sake. You're the one up on the table in the stirrups. You're the one having the baby after being kicked in the balls, so to say. Then you come back and say, which is more painful. I'm just saying. Hey, I stand with my argument. Y'all still want to have another kid afterwards. We don't want to be kicked in the balls again. <laughs> Tara just said that's because we're beasts and men are pussies. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really, I really like her. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right, all right, guys. It's it's ten o'clock. Are you guys ready to cut? Yeah. I know yeah. you guys didn't want to stay live. Yeah, I I really like this live. I think you uh you ladies should start doing more lady lives. I don't know what you want to call it, but it just rhymes. Bullshit with the beards and lady lives. Freaking uh more often because. Uh, and I, we got, we got quite a good, you know, few comments, not, no questions or anything that I've seen. Uh, well, we had, we had some, some interest in this tonight. So I appreciate it, ladies. I appreciate you guys getting on here and telling this hard shit. Um, yeah, it was great. I, I really do. Thank you. Uh, and for anybody out there, again, we will repeat. If you guys had a, you know, had a hard time listening to this, if it was, you know, um, if it brought to, or if it's going to take you back into a place, you know, in a mental state of, you know, things you've been through, if you need somebody to talk to, get a hold of us. Um, Becky, I know she said she's a night owl. Tiffin basically said she was like, don't, don't even try it. Cause she ain't wait. She ain't, she ain't waking up to a fucking earthquake. She don't give a shit. <laughs> she gives a shit. She just, she can't wait. She ain't waking up after she goes to sleep. So Becky or myself, uh, or I'm, and I'm sure there's others in the group, you know, what we, we had, you know, Stacy, she said she'd love to help. You know, I'm sure there's other ones out there. I don't want to give me any other names that, you know, um, unless they want me to, but, uh, <laughs> if you need help or if you're going through something right now, if you, if you need help getting out of a situation that you ha may happen to be in right now, we have information, we have resources, um, I'm not friggin' against busting down doors like fucking like SWAT team. Like it, that really? shit would be fun to me. We, I, I, I know, I know a few people friggin' giving a carton of cigarettes and 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 
maybe a few other things, and they'll do some evictions. So <laughs> now it might not be might not might not be pretty, but they'll, they'll do some evictions. But it in all seriousness, <laughs> exactly. We joke and we have fun here, but we take this very seriously. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent will be in all seriousness. Oh, sorry, Becky. Go ahead. More than happy to do the research and take all the hard work out of it for you. All you've got to do is leave. Make that jump. Reach out. We'll do everything we can. I'm done. And it's actually going to be very scary because it's a whole different world out there um, once you do leave. Um, just like getting into it was not the same as what it was when you're wanting to leave. It's not going to be the same once you do leave. Um, we can definitely talk about that next time. Um, I do think it is a good topic to discuss because the hardest part will be walking away. Um, everything up to then has been a walk in the park, um, in a sense. Um, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be an adjustment. Um, but yes, we will we'll have to definitely come back. I'm glad you mentioned that, Chris. That was a that was a good idea. I'm not going to feed your ego much more tonight. I already did that earlier. You know, I think I think I've done enough for him today on you know boosting his ego. I, I don't know how many times I told him tonight that he was right. So. We'll definitely do this again. Yeah, you don't want him to get a bigger beard. Oh, God. Uh, and this isn't the only pack member that we have that that knows this. But for anybody else out there that knows this, um, Stacy, she commented, she said, Chris had my back with my attacker. He was on call for me. I truly was. Like, I'm not just, you know, out here saying, you know, this shit. Like, if you really need somebody to get you away, so stay, I, I told, I had basically begged Stacy, call me when he shows the fuck up because I'll show him what the hell a real man can do. And I had every intention of, I had bail money set aside. I had free, you know, people that was going to take care of my bills and everything set aside. I, I would have went in there and I'd, I'd have fucking stomped this dude's ass. Like, no, no doubt about. So. Chris say that so it's all right I really appreciate it and it, seriously you know I, I like like Tiffin said and, and and Becky said you know it's we can give you all the information we can gather we can we can talk to you all you want but in the end it has to be your choice to leave but make the choice you know you <laughs> you got choices you got options just make the right one get out it, it don't have to be like this. You have people that can help you, that can help protect you. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, and this was brought to my attention uh, before by, by with Becky, she had uh, she had let me know when this whole subject come about was that you know they have um, I believe it's called the Franklin House, Becky. Yes. And Be Becky Flat said there there is no males allowed on the premises whatsoever. And it's one way in, one way out. Is that what you said? Or, you know, once, you know, what? so like, you know, they, they have it basically on lockdown. Now, I don't know any more information about what, than what Becky has given me. Um, you know, and I, I know she has contact uh, information and this and that. So, I mean, there, there are plenty of options out there. There are, you know, things you can, you know, do. There are people you can call. Don't be a hesitate to call one of us or message one of us or get a hold of us or, or whatever, like we will do everything we possibly can 
and, and go above and beyond. I'm not kidding about knocking down fucking doors and evicting some motherfuckers if I've got to. If you really need to get out of that situation, I'll help. And I know, and I really do know people that will be there to fucking help. So please, please, if you need help, contact us, get a hold of us, and we will do what we can. And it's not just you know, necessarily kicking them out. It's getting them out of the way to get you out. Um, because you can leave. They don't have to be the one to leave too. You can rebuild your life. Um, everything in this life is replaceable except for your own life. So children and your children. Yes. So just keep that in mind. Like all of your possessions can and will be replaced. Maybe not immediately, but it will be replaced, but we can't replace who you are. So that is one thing to keep in mind that if you want out and you are ready to jump and you're ready to go, let one of us know, we'll come and pick you up and say, okay, we'll be there at such and such time. Or you let us know the time and we'll be there and we'll take you wherever you need to go. This way it's not you know, um, necessarily somebody that they would necessarily recognize or recognize their your vehicle. And that's for men or women, period. One more thing before we close. And if you're being abused and you're just waiting to, let's say you're saving up money to go see a lawyer, you don't have to do that. There are lawyers that will take your case pro bono, which means free of charge to you if you are a domestic violence victim. Doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. They will take your case today pro bono. You don't have to wait anymore. I'll get you in touch with them. More than glad. My case was handled 100% free of charge. My divorce was handled free of charge. I got my maiden name back free of charge. All pro bono. And thanks to the resources at the Franklin House. So if you're waiting for a lawyer, don't you don't have to wait anymore if you're being abused. And there's, um, I don't, there, there used to be a girl or a lady, female, woman, uh, that was in the group. I don't know if she's still in the group, but she was talking about there was a place in, um, was it Rushi? Rustic Hope? Yes, Rustic Hope. Yep, that's the name. Uh, I know they help. They, they, they do a lot of help, too. Uh, Ew. Stacy is confirming, too. She said, yes, Frank, Franklin House is, is secure for sure. Um, so there's, there's plenty of resources out there. Um, we might, you know, if we can, maybe we need to get a whole bunch of resources uh, get, or get this information and 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 it may be posted to the group or, or uh, I know you can maybe, maybe into one of the guides or something uh, and it just be standing there and we can tell them, you know, where they can look, you know, maybe some lawyer names or or definitely, you know, just resources that are just that are just there. Absolutely. And we can discuss all this tomorrow when we do the reverse. If you guys want to do it tomorrow. Never, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll discuss it afterwards. Um, kind of see how things are going here. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. regardless, we'll be back on later on this week. Yeah. To flip it and do the reversal and talk to you guys. So. Absolutely. And answer all of Chris Chris's questions because you know he's got very important questions. Well, <laughs> I do, I do. I got important shit to say. I always do. That's why I like hearing myself talk. It's important. I'm always right. Even when I'm wrong, I'm still right. No, you're not, Chris. You <laughs> earlier. This is debatable. <laughs> uh.
This is why I'm not. I, sure that's, that's a tef, I get tefa with that every, every every time. She's like, "Yeah, you're right." I was like, "I know I'm right. I'm always right." I hate you. <laughs> she, yeah, I'm that's exactly what she. I hate you. We're not friends no more. This friendship. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Becky? Stop setting yourself up for it, Tiffin. <laughs> I know. I just need to quit telling him he's right. Like I tell him, yeah. like I just said, I keep feeding that fucking ego and you need to stop. This is what happens, people, when you feed Chris's ego. He gets cocky. Stop doing it. Just, <laughs> just guys. He he needs that confidence. Look look at him. He's the only man yeah. in here. He needs that confidence. I, yeah. I miss Ed. I miss you, buddy. Come back. Don't leave me. Uh, you know, Ferris, he, he is sort of the only man in here. I mean, I've got one over here sleeping, but that's not counting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, passed out on us. Well, ladies, this was your live tonight, so you ready to do the ending? You always remember two things, guys. You're stronger than what you think, and you're not alone. Finally got a Pippin to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and the third, because Chris hasn't said it in a while, or Ed isn't here to pop on and say it because, you know, we're being a shit and we got to include Ed and the whole, you know, bullshit with the beards. Make sure you wipe your penis. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes, and absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. I love it. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Good night, guys. Peace. When I was just a young buck, mama always told me, son, keep your head up. I started hustling in the street because I was fed up. At the age of 13, just trying to get my bread up. Didn't know my father, he was murdered in cold blood. That's why I have no remorse and never show no love. Hoping I piss you off, I really give two fucks. Burning my old bridges, trying to find me a new plug. And knowing that I needed to change, always taking from people who probably needed the same. But I was deep in the game and running deep with my gang. And if my pockets was low, then we was peeping your chain. Boy, gotta come up somehow. Instead of running these streets from sun up to sundown, I gotta change my mindset. It ain't no wondering why now that it wasn't my time yet. And why we gotta learn the hard way? Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to. And I'ma do whatever it takes to keep the devil on my back to get to where I'm going to. I can never get enough. You can kick me while I'm down, but I'ma get back up Never get enough of that tough love When push comes to shove, you can kick me while I'm down, but I'ma get back up <laughs> What did you do? This is what I did yeah, I followed through with the plans Washing my hands, I'm through with chasing these bands Found hope, put down dope Becoming a man, picking up the number two And letting go of the grams I, I never thought that I could make it this far To eating caviar from stealing stereos from your car You be a fool not to change and try and better yourself Better quit while you ahead, don't get ahead of yourself And then truth, you'll find peace and find me Blowing on pine trees, trying to fill up a dime piece No more popping my nine piece Or stopping the grind streets Don't take life for granted, cause boy you know your time's least And life is what you make it Better take the music that you dance to and face it So next time a hater says you can't make it Let that be your motivation to show them that you was destined for greatest And why we gotta learn the hard way Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to And 
And I'ma do whatever it takes To keep the devil on my back To get to where I'm going to I can never get enough Of that tough love When push comes to shove You can kick me while I'm down But I'ma get back up Never get enough Of that tough love When push comes to shove You can kick me while I'm down But I'ma get back up See, change is inevitable. So it's never too late to make a difference as an individual. Because we got to do that to become better as a whole. All for one. And one for all. And why we got to learn the hard way? Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to. To keep the devil on my back to get to where I'm going to I can never get enough of that tough love When push comes to shove, you can kick me while I'm down But I'm gonna get back